Morning. How we do? Are we all right this morning? Okay. Well, I'm ready. Um, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 25 to 31. We're going to start with the Bible, and there are questions afterwards. So let's concentrate. What verses did I say it was? I'm just making sure you're, you're paying attention because there are going to be questions afterwards. So let's concentrate. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 25 to 31. To whom...
Lift your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them each by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, close your Bibles, please. Turn off your phones. There are questions later. A couple of weeks ago, I was doing my day job. Struck me the other day, all I ever talk about when I get up here is driving a hearse. But that's what I do all the time. So uh, that's, that's that's, that's what surrounds my world. And I pulled up outside... A Pentecostal church. It's not very often we go to a Pentecostal church because Pentecostals are immortal. We know that, don't we? We have everlasting life. Pentecostals never die. So I don't very often find myself outside a Pentecostal church, but my crew and I, we were at a Pentecostal church. It was even an Elim church. It wasn't this one. It was another Elim church. I'm not going to tell you which one. But uh, my crew and I, we are in and out of, of different sorts of churches all the time. We see all sorts of different formats. And when we get to the church, we, we carry the coffin in and we come down the central aisle, because there's always a central aisle, other than when you're in a Pentecostal church, where often, see, see this This is a Pentecostal church in spirit, but in architecture, this is an Anglican church. Okay, this is, we stole this from the Anglicans many years ago. So, you know, the aisles and the columns and all that. If if you're confused, that's why you're confused. Because a Pentecostal church, a a sort of a classical Pentecostal church, you'd have two aisles, central block block of chairs, two aisles, um, but in a, in a normal church like this, an Anglican church like this, you come down the central aisle and there is a spot on the floor. Often in a, in a traditional church, you've, got, you've got, got transepts going out that way and you've got, you've got the main aisle there and there is a spot right in the centre. Some churches, they even put a little cross on there just to help us. And we come down and we place the coffin on some trestles or a set of wheels right there, center stage. And then we, 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 we turn to the coffin. So I'm here with a couple of my mates and there's a couple of the other side. 
we bow to the coffin, and then we walk out. Um, often, when I walk out, I turn around at the end of the aisle, and I, I look back, and you can see there is a perfect symmetry in the, the, the view you see from the end of the aisle. You can see the backs of all the heads of the, the family. You can see the minister looking straight at you, saying, why haven't you left yet? But there is, there is a perfect symmetry. There is the aisle down the middle. There is the coffin right in the center. To one side, usually on this side, there would be, there would be in an Anglican church, there would be the pulpit is off to one side. And, uh, and on the other side, over here, usually, some of them switch it up because they're rebellious like that. On the other side, you'd have the, the lectern where, the, where the, uh, the, the Bible is read from. But then behind, behind the, the coffin, you would see an altar. And then behind the altar, there would be an, an altar piece. And in big churches, these are enormous. And they are incredible. And they are very ornate. They can be sculpted. They can be painted. They can be, they can be plaster. They can, they're all sorts of, uh, of things. But there will invariably be a cross. Depending on which church you're in, Jesus might still be on it or he might not. But, uh, but there is a cross there. And it is a, it's, it's, a, it's an incredible thing to see. So looking from the back of the church, you see that central emblem. And when the service ends, my crew walk down to the coffin. And this time, instead of bowing to the coffin, we stand each side of the coffin and we bow to the cross. Pick up the coffin, turn round, and off we go. That is until you come to a Pentecostal church. Stood with my crew the, uh, the, a couple of weeks ago. One of them was looking at the coffin at the front of the church. We were at the back, looking at the coffin at the front of the church. And she was starting to look concerned. And she sidled up to me and said, Where's the cross? Where do we bow to? Where's the cross? I mean, being around Pentecostal churches for decades, I'm used to the lack of religious imagery, the lack of religious symbolism. In our churches, we don't have a cross on the wall because we know that you know, what we are worshipping is, is in here. We don't, we don't worship the, the Christ on the cross. We worship the risen Lord and we worship the Holy Spirit, God in us. We, we don't want to to restrict our view of God to some kind of artwork because no matter how fantastic that artwork is, that is still restricted by a, a, a human imagination. 
Our faith is not in masonry. It's engraved on our hearts. We are living stones. That's why, you know, look round here. Where's the cross? We have, I'm still waiting for this crawl to start going. In a galaxy far, far away. So in that Pentecostal church, on that day, we walked down the side aisle. We got to the front of the church. And center stage was the keyboard player. So we all bowed to him. (laughs) And he seemed really pleased. It was the highlight of his year. See, this message is called Center Stage. And it seeks to answer one question. In our faith, what is Center Stage? Our passage today is Isaiah 40, 25 to 31. And we're looking at it in the context of this being the first message of the new year. The new year, there's two ways to look at New Year's resolutions, aren't there? There there is the let's add something or there's the let's take something away. That's what resolutions normally come down to. Let's add something. Let's add, I don't know, line dancing. I'm going to be a line dancer. That is not a word from the Lord, (laughs) Mrs. Cadge. Or it's, I'm going to take something away. I'm giving up chocolate this year. Son works at Cadbury's. That is just not, it's like having a sinner in the house. But it is a time to refocus. It's a time to recalibrate. It's a time to, to strip down to the bare essentials what our faith is about. To take a, a bearing on where we hope to go in our faith this year. So that's, that's our challenge today. What is center stage? Now, I hope you, you did close your Bibles and turn your phones off, didn't you, when, when I asked you to? We heard those verses at the, the start of the message. So no peeping. Can we turn the... Uh, t- oh, it's up there. It's not up there. We don't want the verses up on the screen at the back because that's cheating. No looking at your Bibles. Memory only. What can we remember? What phrases can we remember from... The Bible reading at the start. Hands up. Who can remember one of the things, and there's plenty of them in there. Who can remember one of the things the Bible said at the start? That is is close enough. To whom will you compare me? Okay, let's tick that one off. 24 still to go. Who's got another offering? 
Even youths grow weary, spoken like a man who wishes he was still a youth and is rather glad to see them tired out from time to time. That is wonderful. Okay, who's got another offering this morning? We will run and not grow weary. Another man of faith. Okay, let's tick that one off. Over on the, on the edge there. He will strengthen the weak. Yep, that was definitely in there. Uh, there we go. There was another hand over here. Say, shout louder. He names the stars. He certainly does. Dum 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 dum. There we go. Okay, at the back. Renews our strength. Da, 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 da. Yep, there we go. Well, let's have a let's have a couple more. A couple more. Right at back, Pete. Shout loud. We will rise on wings like eagles. I don't like heights <laughs> or flying. We will walk and not be faint. Okay. Wonderful. Let's, uh, let's, let's leave it there. Now, you can open your Bibles again now if, uh, if you want to. Let me read to you. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. We've, we've, we've remembered all of those. We've remembered all of those. Those are statements about us. Those are, those are us-centered statements. They're people-centered statements. We've remembered all of those. Please, don't, don't, uh, don't feel criticized if you remembered any of those. You did better than most of your mates. They couldn't remember anything. But those, are, we remembered all of the statements which are focused on people. What about the, fo- the, the statements focused on God? Who is my equal? We remembered that one. should always have a pastor's wife in the house if you want the God part of things remembered. Who created the heavens? He's the creator. He's unequaled. He's the creator. He calls the stars by name. We got that one. Because he's, he's the owner. He's the owner of all the stars. The next verses talk about his great power. They talk about his mighty strength. Not one of them will be missed. Because he's diligent. He's careful. He keeps a track of things. He's the everlasting God. He is eternal. The creator of the ends of the earth. Again, he's the creator. He will not grow tired. I mean, we, we, we remembered about us, 
the tiredness of us, but he will not grow tired because he is all-powerful. He will not grow weary because he is all-hopeful. You know, we, we get weary when we give up hope, don't we? There is that point. You feel, you feel strong, you feel strong, you feel strong, you feel strong. I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. I can't do this. And then you're asleep. But he does not grow weary because he is full of hope. His understanding, no one can fathom. He is wise. He is wise. He gives strength because he is generous. He gives power because he is a generous delegator. Those who hope in the Lord will receive the promises we looked at. See, even those, the promises, the, the, the human side promises, they are unlocked by our hope in God. What's going to mark 2023 as a year of progress and development in our faith is putting God center stage. That's why I moved myself away from the middle. You know, if you, if you go to a, a good reformed church, the pulpit will be in the middle. Sometimes it is, it is enormous, huge, great carved oak pulpits with, uh, with communion tables in front of them. Because in, in, in those churches, the Bible is center stage. It's said, um, some people have said, not entirely um, complimentarily, that the Catholic Church, it's Father, Son, and, and, and Holy Father. In the Anglican Church, it's Father, Son, and Holy Tradition. In the Reformed Church, it's Father, Son, and Holy Bible. In the Pentecostal Church, it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It needs to be God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, front and center. It doesn't actually matter what's in the middle at the front of a church. It doesn't matter if it's an, an altar, a sculpture, a painting, a pulpit, a keyboard player, or a screen. It doesn't matter what's there. It's irrelevant as long as in our faith-filled hearts, it's God that is center stage. It's easier said than done, though, isn't it? How easy is it to start focusing on what God does for us rather than who he is? How easy is it to start thinking about God and end up thinking about what, what, are, the, what are the benefits? What are the benefits for me in faith? What do I get out of this? How easy is it to focus on 
on our blessing. The promises for us. When I first got saved, I say first got saved, sounds like I've done it many times. When I was, when I was saved back in the late 80s, there was, there was an awful lot of teaching on who we are in Christ. I don't know if any of you remember the, those teachings at the time. Who we are in Christ. And it was about explaining and unlocking the benefits to us of being Christians. And that was done almost at the expense of focusing on Christ himself. Because ultimately our faith is about following Jesus. And often we know more about our faith than we know about Jesus. Seek first his kingdom and all these other things will be added to you as well. That is, that's one of the most powerful verses in the Bible. It basically says, look, look for God and don't worry about the consequences because it's going to be fine. Look for God. Follow God. Put God first. Seek after him and, and he will deal with the details. I make absolutely no promises for 2023. We've had a we've had a bad run of years recently, haven't we? Yeah. When was the last decent year we had? Was it was it uh, was it 2018, 2019? 1966. That's <laughs> We've had a bad run of years. You know, the last few years we've been, we've been stood here on New Year's Eve saying, saying, let's have a new one. Let's have a, come on 2020. Come on in. Sort 2019 out. Let's, uh, come on 2021. You can't be any worse than 2020. Come on in. This year we're 2023. Just come in quietly. Sit down. Don't touch anything. I make no promises at all for 2023. If you're, if you're looking for somebody to stand here and say, 2023, it's going to be your year. It might be. It's a bit like standing with a couple that are going to get married. And you say, for better, for worse for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. And the couple always here, for better, for richer, in health, don't they? That's what they hear. But, you know, these are, these are, they can swing either way. And the reality is maths, maths, pure maths tells us, data analysis from the past tells us some of us will be poorer at the end of this year than we are now, and some of us will be richer. Some, this year, will have our hearts broken, and some will have lives of pure bliss. This is not prophecy, 
This is maths and history. Some of us will see some of our dreams fulfilled and some will be left frustrated. Again, this is not prophecy. This is what happens. I may just be getting cynical in my old age, but the older I get and the more evidence I see, the more... No, it's not the more cynical. It's more realistic I become. Because stuff happens, and it will continue to happen in 2023. If we base our 2023 on its results... We're going to be in for another roller coaster year. Instead, how about this? How about 2023 becomes the year of God? How about 2023 becomes the year that we don't focus on, okay, what am I going to get out of this? What's What's going to be in this for me? What's going to, what, what blessings is God going to give me this year? How about 2023 becomes the year we simply focus on God? For no other reason than he is God. For no other reason than, than he is incomparable. Who is my equal, says the Holy One. Well, nobody is his equal. Lift your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? God did. He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them each by name because he owns them. They are his. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. How about about we, we learn him this year? Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? How come how how about we stop moaning about what God's doing to us? Or what it appears, he's, he's being negligent and forgetting us. How about we learn about our God? Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. Just because we can't fathom it, let's not give up trying to understand it. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And all these other things, the the things we did remember. I don't even want to say, you know, they will come as as a byproduct because we can easily start thinking, okay, byproduct. Yes, I like the byproduct. I'll do that just so I can get the, and then we're back to where we started, aren't we? So I'm not even going to read those. So how about this year is the year we, we strip away everything other than who is God? What is God? Who is, who is Jesus? What did he do? Not because of the rewards, 
Not because we've been told to, but because he is God. How about we read the Bible to learn about God? Not about the church, not about Christianity or about the disciples or or about us particularly, but about God. How about 2023 as a year of prayer in pursuit of God? Not because of what we want, but for who we love as our creator, our saviour, our redeemer, our indwelling spirit. Could the, uh, uh, the, the worship team come and join us, please? I'm, we're going to be handing back to Kayla in just a, a minute. But I'm offering you this as a suggestion. I have no authority here. But I'm offering you this as a suggestion. That we stand and we pray and that we... We just say to God, I want to know you. Strip away all the other stuff, Lord. Strip away the other motivations. I want to know you. If you want to pray that, stand with me. I've been, I've been living this Christian life long enough to have tried all the options you know i've i've been a i've been i've been a faith camp man i've named it and claimed it i've been in the spiritual warfare i've fought the demons i've named them i've understood the prosperity doctrine I've understood, I've even been, you know, into, into, into holiness. Tried to re- recapture the Celtic Christianity. All of those things, all the, 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 the fashions of faith. And... I've been doing this long enough to understand that ultimately there is, there is one thing that matters and that is God at the center of everything. Lord, we, we want to know you. Lord, we want to, to, to strip away all of the distractions to place you and the pursuit of you, purely you, as center stage. Lord, this year has barely started. We have no history with this year. The year stretches out ahead of us. Lord, will, will, will you help us to, to pursue you this year you and only you father son and holy spirit you and only you not for not for what 
we will get out of it, but for who you are. Be the center. Thank you, Lord.